Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello. So glad to see you've returned to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today we have got a curious tale to tell. Now, as I pulled the selection of the bookcase of fables, lost manuscripts, and forgotten tomes, I perchance came across a story. Now, this is a book of urban myths and legends, some ancient, some of days long ago, but some of them are quite new and are urban legends and tales that are of a modern age. And that is where we find today's topic for Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So let's pull out the kinetoscope and take a look at the new Hulu film, Grim Cuddy. So Grim Cuddy is one of those films that has come out on Hulu, and Hulu has really kind of upped their uh, original content game these days, and they've done it in a big way. I mean, you had two big franchise reboots with the Prey movie, a reboot, or maybe maybe not a reboot, but they're just trying to revamp and revitalize the Predator series, and I thought they did an excellent job with that. And of course, most recently, they did the reboot with a reimagining of the Hellraiser franchise, which, you know, it had its faults, but I think ultimately, uh, I think it was a good start to what could become a, like I said, a really good revitalization of uh, this franchise, this horror franchise, so steeped in history. So when I found out they were doing another original horror movie for October, you know, Halloween is the time for horror films, I thought, oh, I got to check this out. And then when I saw the trailers for Grim Cuddy, I thought, you know, this is an interesting idea. They're playing off of the uh, urban legend, the urban myth of this online character. Uh, it, it really, Grim Cuddy is based uh, almost blatantly off of the Momo craze here. Uh, what was it? A few years back, there was this internet character named Momo. It kind of was uh, somebody's elongated face and buggy eyes, and it made weird, uh, weird high-pitched noises and stuff like that. And it would show up in the middle of videos, kids' videos, and things of that nature. And there was a lot of urban myths going around that this Momo character was uh challenging kids to hurt themselves and to hurt others and you know whether there's any truth to that or not i don't know i really didn't look into that i thought it was it was certainly creepy if you saw any of the pictures or any of these videos with this character showing up you were like what the fuck is this it was it was creepy my wife to this day will not look at it but she goes out of her way not to look at that momo picture because it was just very creepy and very unnerving and bizarre and like a, a hint of otherworldliness to it. So Grim Cuddy is really based on that in more ways than one. So I'm going to talk about this movie. I'm going to try not to be too spoilery, uh, not because I care about giving away the movie to anybody, just I don't give a 
I don't care about this movie. Uh, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I did not like it. It had a lot of potential. I thought it was a really good idea to to do like an urban legend, an urban myth type horror story based on something that one you know it's it's a few years old i mean it's not terribly relevant but we haven't been that far removed from the the momo internet uh, scare to to now so i i thought it was an interesting way to kind of delve into that urban legend in in a way that really embraced the modern era and technology and the internet and that sort of thing. I thought there was a lot of potential to do some really cool things. And I saw the creature design for the Grim Cuddy. And in some regards, it felt very cartoonish. In some regards, it felt very much akin to the Babadook, uh, that sort of creature design. And there were some of the scenes in the trailer that made this work. It looked really scary. And there were some scenes in the, the movie that worked with the scares of this creature, this bizarre-looking, almost animated creature. And a lot of it was CG mixed with some practical. Uh, it didn't work completely, though. Not for the whole movie. So uh, there were a lot, of, a lot of things I didn't like about it. And I, I'm just not a fan of this movie. So, like I said, I'm not going to be non-spoilery. because I, Not because I want to save this for you so you can go enjoy it. It's just because I don't care enough about this movie and what they did with this to really go into that much detail. But we are going to talk about this in kind of broad strokes. And, and talk about some of the acting. Talk about some of the story. And... First and foremost, uh, I was not impressed with the acting. Uh, you had uh, a group of actors that, like on paper, it looked like it it could be pretty good, but I just wasn't. And I don't even know if I, I don't know if it was the acting so much as the writing. There were some of the actors. Well, again, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about the story of Grim Cuddy. Uh, now, Grim Cuddy is this urban legend where there is supposedly this this creature or this character online, much like Momo, that is. Uh, challenging kids to harm themselves or harm other people to cut themselves grim cutty get it and we start off this movie with probably the creepiest scene in the movie it's a it's a dark night there's a mother and her son and the son gets scared the mother starts to to worry that her son's going to do something the son is seeing images of grim cutty and there's this one scene where he looks out the window and it looks like he's just looking into the black of night and just you know uh faint things faint light reflected off of things on the street and then all of a sudden one of those things moves and you realize it's a grim cutty it was actually a real chilling scene one of the few scenes with a grim cutty uh cg and creature design actually worked and was really creepy there's another scene where uh, i can't remember if it's the mom or the kid but it's in the house i think the kid is is in a hallway or, or something and the front door is open and then all of a sudden you see the grim cutty face come out from behind the door again it was a really interesting uh way to introduce the character and a real creepy way to introduce the character now i think it may may have worked a little better if we didn't see him in all his cg glory right off the bat but i have to say these were the two scariest scenes uh with grim cuddy uh the most chilling scenes and the only scenes uh, that 
where the CG meets practical really worked. A lot of the other places in the movie, it just looked goofy when he's strolling through a crowd of kids at some party and, and the only person that can see here is the, the lead character. or The only person that can see Grim Cuddy is the lead character and it's just long, lanky arms and legs and it just, it looked stupid. <laughs> but but this first scene where we're introduced to Grim Cuddy in a, in a quasi-mysterious is what you don't know who he is you don't know what's going on he's chasing this little kid the mom's trying to stop the kid from hurting himself because he's got a knife and all of a sudden uh he plunges the knife into his mother's stomach and it was just a really jarring way to start the movie and like i said probably the the most frightening and chilling sequence of the whole movie but then we leave this scene and we go into uh, the movie proper and things pick up with the parents get wind of this urban legend and start questioning the kids about this. And as parents sometimes do, especially parents that aren't too social media savvy, they hear things and then they start to freak out about it. And you've got this character, uh, Asha, who's played by Sarah Wolfkind. It's not that she did a bad job with this. I don't think her acting was that bad. I just think the character wasn't written very well and wasn't written very likable. I mean, the first time we meet Asha, she's doing ASMR videos for YouTube where she's talking so softly like this and she's clicking pens together and she's doing her this thing with her fingers, making noises. Uh, that, there's nothing that made me want Grim Cuddy to kill a person than her doing ASMR. That was the true horror of this is having to listen to all the ASMR in this. It just, it annoys me. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, I know it's a big thing with the kids these days, uh, you know, because they need uh, safe spaces and they need to feel, uh, I don't know. I don't know. They need their anxiety. You know, it's, uh, I've got anxiety. I got bills to pay and a job that doesn't pay shit. So, yeah, I know about anxiety and ASMR just doesn't do it for me. But like I said, to each zone, if that's what your thing is, I, I, you know, I don't get it. But if that does something for you, it gets you through the day, that's fine. But it was just quite annoying uh, in this movie to start this movie, to be introduced to this character in this way was just I was like, oh, God, where's Grim Cuddy? Can can we get him to, to take care of her first? But we meet her and she is she's the typical Gen Z of this time. You know, she's doing her ASMR videos. She's trying to get likes and get people to follow her on YouTube. And she's all about the her her cell phone and social media and watching things with her friends and creating content with her friends and dancing on TikTok videos. I mean, she is she's the typical Gen Z. And I, I think I don't know whether this movie wanted to be geared towards Gen Z or geared towards the parents, but uh, I, don't, I don't think it did a good job at either one of those. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm far removed from Gen Z, so uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe Gen Z did kind of relate to this, but you've got her uh, being very social media, very internet savvy, and very much that's a part of her life. You've got her younger brother, uh, Kamran, 
played by Kalen Ferris, who is a kid that, uh, you know, he just wants to sit there and play video games. He doesn't want to go out and, and, and do things. He just wants to, you know, play Fortnite or, or whatever kids play these days. Uh, the Asha character, she quit the track team so she could focus more on her YouTube videos. And, you know, their parents are typical parents. You know, they can't understand why she's quitting track just to sit there on her phone and and watch videos and make videos. Uh, they can't understand why her younger brother uh, is sitting there playing video games all day. And 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 this really paints a caricature like picture of the parents overreacting to internet rumors and internet scares, uh, overreacting to uh, their phone usage and computer usage. Uh, but then there's one instance where the parents want to have a technology-free night out. They're going to see Kamran in his jazz band. I don't know what kid is in a jazz band these days but in this movie maybe maybe that's a big thing with gen z jazz is making a comeback and being in a jazz band is cool and ironic or, or whatever but he's in a jazz band and they're going to see uh his band perform and it's supposed to be a night when they go and they don't have any technology no cell phones with them they leave them at home and Asha is being a kind of a teenage bee about it. Uh, she doesn't want to be there. She's not supporting her brother. She's, you know, bitching and moaning because she doesn't have a phone. She's using her friend's phone. Her father gets upset. It's, you know, for a lot of the beginning of this movie, it's just annoying teenagers and they're fairly annoying parents as well. The parents aren't much more likable than than the teenager is in this movie but then all of a sudden all these parents start getting these uh internet warnings these articles being sent to them saying grim cuddy is this online entity that is challenging kids to hurt themselves and and hurt one another hurt their parents but the the movie slowly just devolves into you know First, a few people, a few parents know about this. Then all the parents know about this. And then, and yeah, I guess this is probably going to get into a little spoiler territory, but I, I wouldn't waste my time watching the movie. And if you want to know why, uh, keep listening, because uh, then all the parents are freaking out over Grim Cuddy. And then soon all the kids start to, to hurt themselves. And we don't really see it. We only see Grim Cuddy's interaction with our, our lead character, Asha. But there's this sense throughout the movie that it's affecting all these different kids uh, throughout this town. But there's just a, a lot of things that don't make sense. These these kids are having a party with the with the Grim Cuddy face uh, kind of projected onto the house, and they're pretending uh, to cut themselves, and they put it on Facebook, and then the parents are seeing that, and they're overreacting, saying it's a Grim Cuddy cult, and it's just the whole movie felt like just a big preachy morality tale about parents overreacting to kids on the internet they just don't understand kids these days and 
it, it was such a the parents and uh, throughout this whole movie all the different parents were painted as such ridiculous caricatures that i'm like that's not i i i know a lot of parents with kids in the the gen z age range and i i don't know any parent that acts like that um, you've got the the father Usman Ali who plays uh, uh, Amir. Uh, he, you know, uh, I think he's a good actor. I just felt like this whole time it's just his acting was just so over the top and melodramatic. I, I was just like, this is this is ridiculous. This is this is the director's fault. The director wants him to be like this. The director wants him to act this way. And and then you've got the uh, Shannon Sossamon character uh, Leah, and of course Shannon Sossamon on uh she yeah she's done quite a bit in the world of horror and fantasy i mean she was a part of wayward pines the sleepy hollow series uh sinister 2 uh she was in a knight's tale so she's done some fantasy stuff i mean she's no stranger to genre but Jeez, it just felt like she was sleepwalking through this whole thing where where uh usman ali uh did like over the top like a ridiculous over-the-top delivery. She felt like she had taken a Valium before filming and was just sleepwalking through this. It was just very disappointing to see these parents written as caricatures and the actors just given either no performance or a ridiculously almost comedic over-the-top performance. But it all comes out in the wash that uh, the reason Grim Cuddy is around and Grim Cuddy gets his powers from parents overreacting to their kids' uh, online usage, essentially. And it's just so, like I said, just over-the-top preachy about apparently parents shouldn't give a shit and shouldn't worry about uh, what their kids are doing online. There's this one scene where the father, Amir, uh, he goes to his son and he's looked through his search history and he's found these Google searches on all these horrible things. And he thinks the son is like into some effed up stuff and the kid's just like, oh, I heard about these things. So I looked it up and, you know, again, it's just uh, a lot of preaching about parents overreacting. Well, you know what? Parents should be concerned about what their kids are looking up online because the online is full of predators and assholes and some of the worst, horrible depravity known to man. Just go on fucking Twitter and you'll see what I'm talking about in anybody's, any post comment section. You have horrible people on there. So fuck yeah, parents should be concerned about what their kids are doing. Fuck yeah, parents should be concerned that their kids are spending too much time online. Should parents overreact to every little thing? No, but uh, I, I just felt like the whole time this this director and writer john ross i just wanted to say fuck you dude and then at the end of the tale you know it's this big uh moral of the story is that parents shouldn't overreact and kids should communicate with their parents more and it, yeah just this whole thing felt like a huge setup to this morality tale where the moral of the story is that parents shouldn't be lame and they should let their kids uh you know indulge in all the screen time that they damn well please and I'm not the one. I don't like to. I don't like to trash on movies. I try to keep my podcast uh, fairly positive. If I don't like a movie, I don't like it. Uh, but I'll never tell you not to watch something. And you can watch this movie if you want. But I, I wouldn't waste my time. I really wish that I hadn't watched this movie because it was boring. I felt myself yawning, wondering how much longer I had because, like I said, 
you know, there were no scares in it outside of the first few minutes of the movie. That opening scene was probably the scariest scene of the whole movie. The rest of the shots of Grim Cuddy looked like shitty CG. It looked dopey and clunky and and horrible. It just felt like a it like felt like Gumby walking through uh, the streets of whatever town this is supposed to be. The director had no consistency in any of the performances. You had some people underperforming, some people overperforming. You had a good, a couple good performances. I really liked the kid, uh, Callan Ferris, who played the brother. I thought he did a good job. Uh, Tate Moore, who played uh, this Cassidy character, she's kind of a, a B character on this. She did fine. Sarah Wolfkind was okay. It's just her character was so fucking annoying that I just, I, I just couldn't take it but it's not that she did a bad job I, I won't say that the parents were like i said they were written as caricatures and they just no sold these parts and then there's some weird tie-in with grim cuddy was created because of some uh influencer mommy who's spreading all the rumors online about grim cuddy and and she's the one that's uh, that's influencing all the parents to to take away their kids uh social media and technology devices and uh, she's the one that has spread the the rumor of grim cuddy and has you know fan the flames of this all it's just the movie is a hot mess of preachiness no scares not a lot of good acting and that to me is the sin right there okay if you're going to preach to me at least give me a good movie this movie was written horribly it was written nonsensically it was written i uh, it, it almost border on satire if i didn't feel like the director was legitimately trying to be serious about this uh and, and you know he didn't coax uh the right performances out of the right actors and i just uh, i I, I can forgive a lot of things, but the fact that there aren't any good scares. Like I said, that first few minutes of the movie, that's all you need to watch. That was the scariest part and the best directed part and the part that made... Well, it, it didn't make any sense because you didn't really know what was going on, but it made more sense than the rest of the movie did. So like I said, I, I really don't like to sit here and dish on movies, but Grim Cuddy was just a, a train wreck of a movie and how... It ever got greenlit for Hulu? I, I don't know. Hulu's done some really good job with some of their original stuff. Prey, Hellraiser. Uh, they've got some other original things that not in the genre category that, that have hurt her pretty good. Uh, but this really, to me, was a step back. And no wonder why they released it on Monday instead of when, you know, bigger movies usually released on Thursday or Friday, mainly Friday. Uh, that's that's when you see all the big releases. This was released on a Monday. So it really, I don't think, I think Hulu, once they got the finished product, they realized they made a huge mistake. And uh, hopefully the next original content coming out of hulu especially in the horror fantasy and science fiction genres uh hopefully is a better offering than grim cuddy so this one's going to be short and sweet <laughs> i'm not going to waste too much of my time i'm not going to waste too much of your time talking about this uh, this abomination of a movie it was just so disappointed because it, it really had the potential to be something good you know, I love the idea of basing a horror movie off this this Momo character, essentially uh, a an internet urban legend of this entity that is trying to get people to hurt themselves and hurt others. There are some really cool things you could have done with that. There are some really uh, horrific things you could have done with that. I thought the creature design was interesting. 
Uh, like I said, in a very animated, almost uh, cartoonish way, but they could have played into that and the creepy factor a, a little more. Um, I think they, they revealed the character too early, even though, like I said, that scene at the beginning was the best scene and the scariest scene. You save that closer to the end. You rearrange the story. So that scene has your, your primary characters. You put that closer to the end and then you lead up to it with creepy things happening and creepy things happen to people online due to this, this character, this online entity, and you reveal it in, in small doses throughout the movie and you maybe get more and more uh, images of it in real life and you give it you give it reason give it a reason why this is starting to uh, emanate in the real world and and not that has anything to do with parents overreacting to their kids online screen time Jesus please us that you know it, it was it was cheap it, it was a cheap way to to tell this story is just blaming it all on the parents blame it on overreaction yeah sometimes parents overreact but if you're using that as the reason why this this thing is manifesting itself in the real world that's it's fucking lazy it doesn't make any sense uh not that not that you have to have everything explained to you and and spoon-fed to you but jesus come up with come up with something better than that for god's sakes but i think there was a a really good makings and a really good idea behind this movie that just fell flat and that horse was shot and dead right out of the gate before it even got to the first turn because you had a writer slash director that felt it more compelling to preach to you than actually scare you with this horror movie and to that i say here's the double middle fingers because John Ross was trying to equate parents overreacting to kids' screen time to, uh, say, Satanic Panic of the 80s. And the Duffer Brothers in Stranger Things Season 4 treated the Satanic Panic of the 80s, uh, treated it quite well. You know, I lived through that, so I know that. And and he treated it, uh, you know, maybe it was a little more over the top than it, it actually was, or, or at least from my experience than it actually was but he treated it quite well you have john ross trying to treat parents overreacting to kids screen times and freaking out about uh what they're watching on the internet trying to treat that like satanic panic and it just didn't work the duffer brothers did it better and trying to to turn this into that just was uh it, it was lame to begin with so i guess it's safe to say i'm probably not going to be on john ross's holiday greeting cards list this year so unfortunately this had the potential to be a really good and scary movie but you weren't worth the time it took to create and make a scary movie you were played for the fool i was played for the fool i thought this was going to be uh, something creepy and scary and all it was was some 40 year old director trying to explain to me how parents just don't understand well newsflash jack will smith covered that shit back in the 80s so that's all i'm going to talk about grim cuddy a real disappointment but like i've said before don't take my word for it. For me, it was a waste of time. I really wish, and I don't wish that a lot, but I really wish I had not watched this movie. I really wish I had not wasted that time when I could have been doing a an episode. I, I've got a random curiosity about Werewolf by Night on Disney+. Plus. That was fucking amazing. Uh, and we are going to talk about that. I'm going to release the uh, random curiosity of Werewolf by Night uh, today as well with this. So uh, if you're if you're 
pissed off that I just shit on uh, Grimcuddy for however long this podcast episode seems to be. Uh, you can go watch or listen to my uh, random curiosity on Werewolf by Night, which was actually pretty sweet. So uh, I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to me bitch about uh, Grimcuddy on Hulu. Uh, watch it if you want to. If you don't, I don't blame you. And please check out our Facebook page, Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, for all the latest that's going on with horror fantasy and science fiction uh, we're posting trailers and sharing articles from all over the internet. Please like and comment, all that stuff. And no matter where you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe, download, follow it, share it with your friends, anyone that loves this type of stuff, horror, fantasy, and science fiction, and uh, all the talk about it. And please leave a five-star review. That would be awesome. So until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!